Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. I hope that you guys are having a great January so far. I'm wondering, is anyone keeping up with their New Year's resolutions? Mine certainly haven't been going quite according to plan, but I haven't given up altogether. Now, it's been a crazy week in Alberta politics, so let's dive into it. Here's what we're going to be looking at on today's show. Premier Danielle Smith says Trudeau is seeking to appeal to an extreme base. An unvaccinated woman who was removed from the top of the organ transplant list is hoping her case will be heard by Canada's top court. The federal court has granted Alberta intervener status in lawsuits against the Liberal government's firearms ban. And 250,000 units of kids' medicine are arriving in the province this weekend. All that and more happening now on the Alberta Roundup. Okay guys, first up, this is the biggest story of the week in my opinion. Alberta Premier Danielle Smith says Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is seeking to appeal to an extreme base through his proposed Just Transition Plan. Last week, Federal Natural Resources Minister Jonathan Wilkinson said Ottawa would move ahead with a plan this spring on a Just Transition proposal. He said it would provide a seamless transition to incentivize workers to move to a less carbon-intensive economy. Wilkinson said the problem won't be in lack of jobs, but finding workers to fill the long-term needs of the changing energy landscape. But Premier Smith disagrees. She said the legislation, which hasn't yet been tabled, provides a big threat to Alberta's energy industry. Take a listen to her comments for yourself. I think it's a big threat. And, and the reason for that is the language that they're using. Just transition is the language that they used when they phased out the coal industry. It is a social justice term. If they wanted to talk about sustainable jobs, that's uh, completely different. And we'd be quite happy to talk to them about sustainable jobs in carbon tech, sustainable jobs in hydrogen, sustainable jobs in this new economy that we're developing around small modular nuclear and, and other types of projects. I think we're, we're all on board with that. But to use that terminology, they're virtue signaling to an extreme base that is openly advocating to shut down oil and natural gas. Because look at what hap happened at a COP27. The final communique talked about ultimately shutting down the oil and natural gas industry in the same way that coal had been phased out. We have a prime minister who, when he ran in the last election, talked about that uh, the need to phase out oil sands eventually. He looked at it as inevitability. We, we don't look at it that way at all. We think that the world is going to need more natural gas. We believe that with carbon capture technology, uh, it's going to make it more and more sustainable. Hydrogen at its base, the, the best way to make it is out of methane, which is natural gas. When you look at uh, our oil sands producers, they have an aggressive strategy to reduce emissions and use more bitumen beyond combustion. There's a petrochemical industry that we've been supporting here. So. We're just shifting the paradigm. This is not about phasing out any of these jobs. It's about growing them and expanding the opportunity for oil and natural gas workers. And that's the kind of language I would like to hear the Prime Minister use. Okay, guys, moving into our next story here. The Federal Court of Canada has provided Alberta intervener status in six ongoing lawsuits against the Liberal government's firearms ban. In September, Alberta Justice Minister and Attorney General Tyler Shandro first announced that Alberta would seek intervener status in the ongoing lawsuits against the Liberal government's firearms ban. That permission was granted this week, and the Canadian Coalition for Firearms Rights says Alberta is leading the fight to ensure that Ottawa respects citizens' property rights. Spokesperson Tracy Wilson told me this week, quote, The CCFR welcomes Alberta to our court challenge against the Order and Council gun ban. The Attorney General of Alberta has been steadfast in his support of licensed sports shooters and hunters. We welcome them to the national arena on this issue. 
In related news, Shandro is urging the federal government to extend the amnesty period for weapons deemed illegal under Trudeau's May 2020 order in council, saying the prime minister must show a measure of decency to firearms owners. You guys likely remember the details of this story by now. I cover it every week. In September, Alberta was the first province to oppose federal public safety minister Marco Mendicino's request for provinces to aid the federal government in confiscating those weapons. That move was promptly copied by Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and New Brunswick. Shandro now says the federal government appears to be struggling to implement that buyback program despite a quote, mountain of money and years worth of time. He continued, at minimum, they should proactively extend the amnesty period that is currently scheduled to end in October 2023. Such a decision, however, would involve showing Canadian firearms owners a measure of decency, something that Minister Mendicino and his federal government is seemingly incapable of. And here's some good news for some parents in the province. Alberta Premier Daniel Smith announced this week that 250,000 units of children's medicine will be arriving in the province this weekend for use by Alberta Health Services. The shipment took a little longer than the Premier was hoping, but here's what she had to say about it on Tuesday. There's a couple of things that we had to do in working through with a, a new supplier. The um, Health Canada has to go through and uh, examine the manufacturer. They have to examine our import facilities. We had to make sure that the formulation was the same um, as we would sell for uh, generic products here. Uh, we had to get French and English packaging approved. And we went through all of those different steps. And so as a result, we have our first shipment arriving uh, on the weekend. It's going to be for Alberta Health Services use. It's 250,000 bottles. The remaining 4.750 bottles is uh, 4.7, 4750 million bottles are, are going to be subject to an additional uh, delay because for retail use, you have to have a childproof cap. As I understand it, we are working on making sure that that approval process is taking place and so that'll be the second batch. Amid the national shortages of children's medicine last year, Smith and her health minister, Jason Comping, announced that they secured 5 million units of children's medicine from a manufacturer in Turkey. Okay, guys, moving into the controversy of the week, or is it? I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Premier Smith announced on Thursday that she's asking on a regular basis, Shandro and his deputy minister, whether charges made during the COVID-19 pandemic are in the public interest to continue pursuing. I'm going to play her comments for you now. The, the way our, our system of, uh, of justice works is that we do have an independent justice department and independent crown prosecutors. And I have asked them to consider all charges under the lens of, is it in the public interest to pursue? And is there a reasonable likelihood of conviction? Um, as we continue to see some of these cases go through, some of them get dropped, some of them fail, they have to consistently recalibrate. But uh, I do want to make sure that they have an independent process for assessing that. But I ask them on a regular basis, um, as new cases come out, is it in the public interest to pursue? And is there a reasonable likelihood of conviction? And so I'll, I'll leave the, the justice system to work. But I, I, do, I do think that's an important lens for us to be looking at these kinds of charges. Now, the reason this has become such a big story in headlines is because about three months ago, at the United Conservative Party annual general meeting in October, just after Smith was sworn in as premier, she said she wanted to seek pardons for those who were charged for breaching COVID-19 restrictions. We're going to play those older comments for you now. Seeking some legal advice on that, and I'll get back to you when I know that halfway forward. There would be a lot of the fines that were delivered were administrative fines that came out of Alberta Health Services, so I, I beg to differ. It was a political decision to uh, uh, to throw the Charter of Rights and Freedoms and to put those fines in place in the first place, and I think it could be a political decision to make amends and apologize for it and, and eliminate them. But I'm getting some, uh, some legal advice on that. 
This whole issue has turned into quite a scandal in legacy media, with many saying that the Premier is walking back her promise to pardon those charged for COVID-19 restrictions. And well-known Calgary street pastor Art Pulowski, who was charged many times during the COVID-19 pandemic, he was well-known as someone who breached the rules on a frequent basis, is now calling Smith a Kenny 2.0. So you guys have heard the comments now. I'm curious, what do you think? Is Smith walking back her promises, or is this pretty much what you expected her to do? She's looking into the issue. She said she wants to keep the justice system separate, as it should be. But she's still calling the justice minister and asking him to recalibrate. That was her words. So comment under the video below. Do you guys think the premier is walking back on her promise? Or are you happy with her actions thus far? What we're watching in the weeks to come, this story was huge a couple months back. It's now back in the headlines. An unvaccinated woman who was denied an organ transplant for, yes, her vaccination status, is now hoping Canada's top court will hear her case. In November, three Alberta appeal court judges unanimously upheld a lower court ruling, saying that clinical judgments are not subject to charter scrutiny, ending Annette Lewis's bid to return to the top of the organ donor transplant list. This week, Lewis filed an application with the Supreme Court of Canada, asking them to hear her case against Alberta Health Services. Alison Payovic, the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms lawyer overseeing Lewis's case, said her client is nearing the end of the legal road. She said, quote, she has made the difficult choice to stand against an unethical and unscientific vaccine mandate, which has come between her and her chance to survive. We hope the Supreme Court of Canada is interested in hearing this very important case. So we're waiting to hear now whether they will agree to hear Lewis's case. And I'll be sure to report on that as soon as I have the details for you all. Okay, guys, that's everything I have for you today. Don't forget to comment under this video and let me know what you think about the controversy of the week. As always, if you're able, please consider visiting donate.tnc.news to support independent media. Have a great week and God bless.